Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Aloha. Hello and welcome. We're back from the ballerlifestyle.com. It's the Baller Lifestyle Podcast. My name is Brian Beckner. Thank you very much for joining the show. Episode number 437. I just looked down. I don't know what I said last week. I think I said the right show number, but I've written I in my notes. You know, I, I have a, my little moleskin notebook in front of me as I record. And I wrote down last week, episode 355. What the fuck is wrong with me? Lots of things. Uh, thank you very much for listening. We appreciate your patronage. As always, I give you the email address. Mailbag. All one word. The Baller Lifestyle. All one word. Dot com. A dot and then three letters. The. Oh, wait. Mailbag at the baller lifestyle.com. You can call us. Somebody told me he was having an issue with the voicemail last week. I'm like the customer service over here, and I don't mind. I appreciate you guys reaching out. Somebody reached out last week and said, hey, your voicemail's not working, so I immediately attempted to call the voicemail. It worked fine. It was me. I heard my voice there say, leave a message, keep it short or something. So, it works. 949-464-8257. As always, if you would like to get everything that we record every week, Please consider paying me $5 a month or 50 bucks a year for our Red Circle bonus content. Click the link in the show notes and you can subscribe there. Or go to theballerlifestyle.com and click the link at the top of the page. Or go to my Twitter, at Brian Beckner, and click the pin tweet there. There's a lot of ways you can do it. We appreciate that. We appreciate you looking out. And if you're too much of a miser like Darby the O.C., to contribute the five bucks a month, or maybe you're just not like super fan, which is cool. A, a really super cool thing you can do is go to Apple Podcasts and give us a review. Click five stars and just write a quick review, much like Zach and La Jolla did. Five stars, headline five star podcast. Thank God for Brian, and he spells it B R quote. Y end quote a and and a n and Ed and Travis Rogers for Friday facts that brought me to the show best podcast on the internet bar none really the only podcast I listen to I'm pro Manuel there's one and respect the show for avoiding scat talk even though Brian always talks about it I do not get red circle and hook these dudes up. Appreciate that, Zach and La Jolla. Appreciate everybody that contributes in any way, whether it's a review, whether it's contributing financially, whether it's emailing the show to your friends or sharing it in a text. We 
Love you guys. And thank you so much. I am joined now by somebody just back from Southern, Southern, Summer Vacation. Of course, it's easy Eduardo Diario. Ed, what's up? Hey, um, first of all, I apologize for uh, not having the proper microphone equipment. It is, uh, it was kind of chaos when we got back from our trip and I don't You still sound better than Jay Stu, but uh, although Jay Stu's employed a mic recently so he's he he's uh, slightly above you <laughs> um but uh one thing that just jumped into my mind when you said uh that you have you take notes yeah. um you take notes on a a, a notebook i don't moleskin. know i've used i use a moleskin notebook it's which classy. is pretty very classy yep. um but one thing that uh was kind of it, it just flashed into my mind you know how on real sports, Brian Gumbel's like yeah. taking notes yeah. at the end of the episode. Yeah, what what is he writing down? This show is being produced. Like he's and he's he got, he's mm-hmm. got a very mm-hmm. fine Mont NFL Mont concussions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What are you doing, buddy? <laughs> he's got he's got a Mont Blanc pen and and, and a, ponder, a, pondering like yes. he like puts the pen up to his mouth and then he writes stuff down. It's like the the segment's over. There's no more notes. Yeah, no, he's. He's writing on a yellow notepad. And I think I heard one time, it might have been Rick Riley saying that he had a conversation with maybe David Letterman. Okay. And David Letterman asked Brian Gumbel, What are you writing all the time when you're writing? And Brian Gumbel goes, I'm making a list of my pallbearers. Okay, that's that's like very unsettling. Well, that's, that's narcissism. You know, it's like you're yeah. That's the kind of thing you think about when you only think about yourself. That said, I've really come around. I haven't watched real sports in a while. I've really come around on Bryant Gumbel because he's such a fucking asshole. And I love it when he's an asshole, like to the NFL, like the things I care about. And he just goes all in on, on shit like that on his, like on his, I I certainly, I can appreciate aspects. I haven't watched the show in about a year, but like it, it, it's definitely been good. Um, it at in spots that one guy Bernie was the worst though. Is he They'd not be there like, anymore? Bernie Goldberg. Bernie, Bernie Goldberg. His move, where he would just be like, they'd be like, and uh, you know, I waited for the call and they never called me back. And he go, they never called you back. Yeah, I know. Never called you back. Never. Call- what, what are we doing? What are we doing? He just he, kept doing that. He's great because he loves himself. He was he was the one that foisted. Much like Jim Cramer, maybe not as much as Jim Cramer. He's the one that foisted Lenny, Lenny Dykstra stock picker, stock it savant. It yeah. was like it was like that Russell Crowe movie where he 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 was a genius in his own mind, but Beautiful he was really mind. just yeah, he was just crazy with post-it notes. Because yeah, they showed him with the three monitors and he's like picking stocks and he realized it was just it was just nonsense. It, yeah, and he's living in Wayne Gretzky's look, I'm full disclosure here, I fell for it. He's I, I believed it. I was like, holy shit, this guy is doing it. He's he's living in Wayne Gretzky's mansion and he has no furniture other than the desk that he's got the three monitors on. He's like, I just, you know, I just, I look and I re, I watch the line go up and down and then I go, oh, I think I'll pick that one. And, I, and I'm like, fuck, this guy is good. <laughs> like I ate, I ate it up. Um, So I kind of get why Jay Leno was so insecure that he never had guest hosts. Like Johnny was the most secure because he had 
he was the guy of late night for decades. So he used to just take like half the year off towards the end. Oh yeah. But I'm off for a few episodes and you just get a murderous, murderous row of co-hosts. And I was thinking, geez, they're all better than me. This is weird. This is, this is odd. It's one, it's one thing. It's one thing to be a fresh voice that comes in once and just, and just, bust their nuts all over the show and i and i appreciate all the guest hosts that came on travis of course dolomite d my longtime friend and caleb caleb holtzclaw at bird respecter they all did a great job but it's again it's one thing to do at one time it's a whole other ball game to do it week in and week out um yeah but it's it's funny i'm i'm energized to be back um I won't bore too many details of my trip, but there is a funny story that I think people would appreciate. Pip, pip, so, cheerio, throw, throw the rubber in the boot. So we did, a, we did a week in Scotland and then three weeks in London. So the week in Scotland, we did a few days in Edinburgh yep. and we stayed. I, I saw this like Brewdog Brewery. I, you see them a little bit here. Like, yeah. Punk IPA. You you may have seen Brewdog. I haven't I seen know. it. I'm not familiar, but I'm interested. But a Scottish brewery. They opened a boutique hotel in Edinburgh, and I and I looked at it, and it was like well reviewed, and only opened a few months ago. And I was like, well, let's give it a shot. And it was an amazing place, and it had a keg, it had a tap in the room, Shut and the fuck up. and in the bathroom. There was a, another fridge and it said shower beers and it was just free beer. Like it was, it was like Homer Simpson's wet dream. It was this amazing it hotel. Was a beer hotel? It was a beer hotel. No, they didn't. It wasn't like, you ever been to those bars where they have the taps at the tables and you just fill yes. your own beer at the table and they just, they just like count yeah, the they, liters? Right. No, no, no. This was okay. Free. They said, uh. It was free, and they just said, you know, like, you tell us we have five different beers or four different beers. You tell us which tap you that want. you want in the room. And I, I did, oh and I, I, I mean, it was amazing. And I really yeah. have been, I've been going light all 2022. You've lost 35. 45. But, but, uh, but I, I went deep of course. in Edinburgh. But then... But then we that's why you that's why you go hard on yes. yourself the rest so of you the can, time. So right. you don't feel like shit when you have as many uh, ales or what's the black beer that I like that Guinness makes and it Porter. Uh, stout stout. Oh, right, yeah. Right, right. yeah. Yeah. While you're in uh, while you're in Scotland. So I, I appreciate that. Um, so then we went like out to the highlands like we did like Loch Ness, you know, drove by there. There's yeah. not like anywhere to stay there. But we we went out and it's beautiful. But the issue is driving on the other side of the road, which, okay. So like, all right, I, I, I figured I could do that. Yeah. Ask, but, ask, uh, Ferris Bueller about that. Driving yeah, on the I know. Of, yeah. Not yeah, easy. I, what, yeah. Was that, was that with Jeannie Bueller? No. Was that with Sarah Jessica Parker? I, you keep, you keep telling your story and I'll look it up. So, um, so rent the car and at the rental place, it's like, well, we have these super expensive SUVs. There was like a change in plans at the last minute. Oh, yeah. And they're like, okay, but we can give you this BMW nice. at the pr- price you had. So they like, always okay. give you the small engine though, because gas is so expensive. They don't have they don't have the uh, six cylinder, eight cylinder cars over there, which is kind of a bummer. You're right. Jennifer Gray was in the car with him. Um, 
So I get, so I, I should have, no matter what the price was, should have gotten the truck because outside of the city, it's not the right side of the road bullshit, left side of the road. It is the potholes. It's like, it's like a fucking, I mean, they're feral outside the city in Scotland. Like this is, this is the beginning of American werewolf in London yeah. Right, like they just like get a flat and they get stuck somewhere and he gets attacked by a werewolf. Yeah, just leave it. So just leave the car. Get a different one. We are three hours outside of Edinburgh. Hit a pothole. Flat tire. Yeah. Thin these thin BMW tires. Yes, AAA. You call AAA, right? They came right out with the tow <laughs> yeah. truck. So luckily, we got the we had like a cell phone plan that was pretty good. Like, you know, I have AT&T and there was an international plan. It's it was essentially like, well, since you're already paying for years for business, yeah. um, the kids, you know, the, the additional lines are free. So yeah. our oh, kids nice. just plan. sat in the back seat on their phones, like TikTok and all that bullshit. Yeah. We were there for five hours. No. Yeah. Five. No. Yeah. And so our night, I, I, I had, we were driving to, uh, wherever some, some place that I don't think we had huge plans, but it became a situation where it was so late that we we're all just hungry. Yeah. And by the time we pulled into town, it was like five minutes to midnight. And as we're getting to town, we're calling and nothing's open. <laughs> we ate yeah. Domino's because that was the only place that was, Shut and it was closing at midnight Shut and it was a victory to go to Domino's yeah, that there was in something. Scotland. Yeah. yeah. And it was bad, but it's like, it was good because at least we had something to eat for the first time. And, yeah. you know, since noon. Yeah. No, but this is horrible. This is horrible. horrible. Who do you even call? Do you call the rental car company? That's my first yes. guess. That's and then call. it was like, yeah, so they're going to tow you to the nearby town. You'll have to find a place to stay. And it's like, this isn't going to work. And luckily we, we found a nice, like a, the guy who came out, it's like, Oh, uh, well, I know a guy and shut up. You know, it was, it was one of those things. If we want to pay out of pocket just to keep going, the guy would replace our tire on the way. And it's like, at that point, you're going to find like some local bed and breakfast somewhere. Who knows? Yeah. But yeah, we paid, take anything. we paid for the tires so we can keep going to where we originally paid to stay. Um, so then we, we went out and it's, you know, it's beautiful, but it's, it's remote. And then it's time yeah. to we flew from um, from a town in Scotland down to London. So on the way to the airport, hit another pothole. Shut the fuck up. Different flat. Oh, by the way, yeah. I I know how to change a tire. There were sure. no spare tires in this BMW. What so the fuck they should they're supposed to give you one of those. So the vehicle's supposed to be equipped. I had built in time for us to make the the flight, but but you're starting to stress. But now we're running, running late. And so I take, so, so immediately I knew what to do instead of dealing with the rental company. I, I just Googled local tire repair companies and immediately got somebody and, but it's still, the whole process takes like an hour, hour and a half by the time, like the guy comes and surveys and then they have to call in all this bullshit. Also, those guys Mm. barely speak English. I mean, very difficult to understand. My God, I posted Scotsed. on I posted on Instagram. There was like a road sign during one of our flat tires, and I couldn't even describe. They're like, "Well, where are you located?" And I'm like, "Arca uh, yeah. Like it's like I don't know what it is. Can I drop a pin? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so 
it's getting really tight. And now I'm, there's still potholes everywhere. And I was like, all right, I got a cruise for us to make this flight. Yeah. And we, we, we get to the airport, but like, I'm not going to make it. And so I send Michelle and the boys off with our luggage. Shut up. And I just, and I said, like, you got to return the car. I got to return the car. I can't just like leave it at the airport. Yeah. So I was like, get on that flight. Yeah. I'll meet you guys in London. And then I just see that. So then there's a a hotel by this, by this airport. And they're like, no, we're fully booked. And I'm thinking like, well, what the fuck am I going to do now? You could get on a train. So I like Googled and there's like, this is, let's say this is four in the afternoon. And I look at the train, train times. And they're like, there's a train, there's a, 12 and a half hour train Fuck it. that leaves at nine o'clock. And I was like, okay. Kind of and nice. I, yeah. I went, I went to the pub next to the train station and I just got ossified yeah. and, and then got and on the train, got on the train and like, don't even re- I, I was out before the train left the station and I woke up at like six in the morning and had a few hours to go, but wow. two flat tires. What an adventure. Yeah. But, uh, uh but it was great. It was great. And London's always good. And it was, it was, it was a good time. Turns out, and this is something I've just learned this week. What? Scotland. Yeah. Not an island. It's attached to England. Yeah. It's just North. It's yeah. like, it's like Canada. Like it's yeah. like just, it's, uh, it's England's hat. It's England's hat. Yeah. It's right up there at the well, top. You know what? The UK stands for the United Kingdoms right. of Scotland and England. Right, but also Wales, right? Yeah, well, yeah that I and mean, Northern speak, Ireland. Speaking of feral, yeah, oh yeah, Wales. You know who was? You know who was Welsh? Uh, Tom Jones. Yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> also similar along those lines. Not much different. Lemmy. Oh, Lemmy was a Welshman. All right, man. But doesn't Lemmy make way more sense than Tom Jones? Like yes. you wouldn't expect yes. a Vegas nightclub style guy to be no. of of the feral folk. Lemmy, he he was like an extension of yes of Scots, right? I mean yes. of, of Welsh, Welsh. Yes. Like you, you that makes a lot of sense. Are you, are you familiar with the writer John Ronson? No. Oh, I believe he's also Welsh, but it's yeah. Welsh is like the Kentucky of England. Yeah. It's like yeah, the, be, be real careful where you where you go there. Yeah, except it's not going to rise again. Like the, <laughs> yeah, like our but, south. But Kentucky seems primed to rise again any right. moment now. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, they're fine. Alabama. The rest. Yeah. Uh, well, that's good. Yeah. It's to bring it back to real sports. I believe Scotland, although this might be Irish, and look, they're hard to tell the difference. On. The that's. You know the roads are shitty because that's where they play that game where they where they hurl they bowl oh. the the uh the ball bearing down the road. Yeah, I was that you're, Ireland. You're, you're right. I I think it's Ireland, but like yeah, it's it's all similar. I the only time I've explored Scotland though, I mean uh, Ireland, I was in a bus, so it wasn't my problem, and it was proper wheels. Like I was in like a. A pretty sweet. I've never driven a BMW before in my yeah, life. They're nice. Um, it was pretty nice, but like these are these are tiny tires that really had no business being out in the Isle of Skye. Yeah, this is well. They should. have This is like when you go to Maui and they you rent a right. car and Maui in the car. They ask you if you're doing the road to Hana. Yeah, they're like, here's the roads, and they make a big line. They go, don't go past here. 
Also, don't go past here or right. you owe us money. You're not allowed to drive on that. So, yeah, they should tell you that. But, um, but yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's good to be back. And uh, those those were some good shows. I liked I liked how you you went right into the Friday facts with uh, Travis. Did you? I feel like that kind of confused people. But that was my uh, that was my muse. I was like, hey, how about we just fucking go cold with the facts? So, uh, before we ever did this podcast, um, you know, we would we would chat on on Twitter. Yep. And I remembered helping you when yeah. Conrad Bain died with yes. the Friday facts. I, I dropped some different strokes knowledge and, and that got worked into the facts. Yeah. Cause you're, I, I reach out to experts and you're, you're an expert on <laughs> shit like that. Like any, any kind of eighties TV show I reach out. It's, I'm, I'm it's still a shocker that Willis was the survivor who inherited all of Mr. D's money. That's crazy. Like he was the one who was going to die first. Yeah. He was the drugged out one. The, um, yeah. What's the little Arnold? Uh, Arnold Gary and, Coleman. Yeah. I mean, he we was, know Sam was not getting left money. He's around. I think he lives he, near doesn't you. He live, yeah, I was yeah. gonna say, doesn't he live near yeah. you? Last time I saw him was in T2. He was, yeah. he was using like the Commodore 64 to, 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 uh, to build the ATM machine. Yeah, that was it for him. Okay, well, good to have you back, buddy. Let's, uh, let's bang it out. Let's talk let's a little. Let's do it. Let's talk, I don't even know what button. Here, here we go. Let's talk some sports. Brian, they call me the other guy. I host a podcast show. I'll give hetero life a try. If you see something on my hand that makes you think I'm not a man, it's just my cool rings, you see. They're as sparkly as can be. I'm my own Troy on DVD. Not sure if you had a chance to listen last week, Ed, but a big moment for the show as German director Wolfgang Wolfgang Peterson of Das Boot fame. Which is a good movie, but he he's he, like he had a, a, a good run, I think. Doing Hollywood movies. Doing Hollywood movies. Das Boot is is quality, but yeah. but he also did like some straight up popcorn movies, and I found them fun. Like, it, wasn't he in the Line of Fire and stuff yes. like that? Yeah, yeah, he was fun. Yeah, he was, and he also, for the purposes of this show, he directed Troy. <laughs> that's right. He directed Troy. Troy on, yeah. yeah, that's right. I heard you explain the uh, origin story of Troy on DVD. Yes, yeah, it is. It is a great one. No, a great reference. It's fantastic. And apparently, I've never seen Troy, obviously. I don't know. The, uh, I've never seen Troy, which he directed, but apparently it's a huge piece of shit. And because it's bad. I, I saw it in the theaters. Because much like Jason Stewart, Caleb at Bird Respector on Twitter had a real problem with the writers of Game of Thrones. And the, <laughs> the one of the writers of Game of Thrones wrote Troy. Yeah, what's her name's husband? D- yeah, David Benioff. Is he the one that gets it on with? I'm, a, yes. I'm an Amanda Pete fan. I am. I am an Amanda Pete fan, yeah. but I am decidedly not an Amanda Pete fan on talk shows because she just like 
says nonsense and laughs at her own jokes. Oh she's, no, she's really bad. Is she? She's, um, she's one of the worst talk show. She'll yes. get him out though. Like it's whole she nine will. yards. Yeah. Hold nine yards. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. He. Yeah. He is married to this guy. Is married to Amanda Pete, who I believe went to Brown. So that's a you know that's in the Ivy League. Ed. That's a big time school. Yeah. So they'll you know they're pretty proud of themselves. If you're if yeah. you attend the Ivy League. Oh, this guy. Is Dartmouth in the Ivy League? No, Trinity yes. League. Oh, it is in the Ivy League. Yeah. Sure so, this, so Benioff's also an Ivy Leaguer. Enough with the Ivy Leaguers. Yeah. It's enough. It's enough already. We've had I enough mean, already. I'd say enough already unless unless one of my kids goes there and gets rich. That's true. Of course. It hooks me up. Yeah, yeah because it's, it's you're guaranteed. You're, like, you're, you're set. Right. Like you don't unless have you that feeling like other graduates where it's like, oh, no, am I going to get hired? Like, yeah. No. Yes, you are. Yeah, because you, uh, you know what? That's where I look. I went to Long Beach State. I was technically an adult reentry student because I didn't graduate till I was 29. So, you know, I didn't have many options. But somebody with options, I would say go to a school with a great network. That's all that matters is that you come out of school and there's other people that went to your school that will give you privileges based on the fact that you guys attended the same college yeah so going to maryland yeah i think have that uh, yeah i would think i i yes i'm sure it exists but i after upon graduation wanted to go back to new york yeah and there were a lot of connections in dc like a lot of government a lot of stuff down there and yeah i mean i guess people who work the system better than me i'm not really good at that kind of stuff yeah but like if you go to a Midwestern school, you're probably going to get plugged in more to Chicago. So yep. Maryland's, I'm sure, yeah, there's certainly plenty of North, Northeast people there. But I felt like my friends that worked alumni networks worked in D.C. DC. After, uh, after DC. graduation. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, apparently we lost a few people this we week. We lost right? a few. Rest in peace, rest in peace. The ballers hope you rest in peace. Very sad. You won't laugh no more. Nope. You won't smile no more. Kind of the same thing. Right. You won't laugh no more. Also, that is the same thing. And you won't fuck no more. And that is not That's the same thing. Last, yeah. It can lead to the other stuff. That's true. But it's not the same thing. Holds the note. Beautiful. Yeah. Ed, who'd we lose this week? I mean, this is terrible. Uh, uh, Dolphins executive, Jason Jenkins, 47 years old. I don't see it cause of death, but geez, that's terrible. Ed, I'm 47. Yeah, I know. It's impossible to die when you're 47. I'm 46 and change. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to hear that. And if I do hear that, I want to hear cause of death. Yeah. So I can think, well, at least I know that's not going to happen. Like if somebody dies at 47 yeah. um, doing hot air ballooning, yes, I'd be like, well, well at least yeah. I know I'm never going to die of that cause. Look, I don't want to be the one to say it. I, also, I totally agree with you. Like when somebody posts a, an RIP to somebody on Instagram, I'm immediately scrolling the comments for somebody to say how the person died. It's got, it should be Always. a rule. If it's 85 and above, fine. Yeah. They just, it was their time. This, so. It's, it's nobody's time at 47. Yeah, this, 
the Palm Beach Post reported Jenkins died after a medical emergency. I'll tell you right now, I, this, this, this feels like suicide. Like, uh, remember that guy, the the whitest kids you know? Yeah. Died. Oh, it was it, same it, like, kind of thing. Fell off a railing in his Yeah, but house. likely jumped. Right. You know, landed in the backyard. But again, there was like an ambulance was called. Terrible. Very sad. Okay. Well, uh, Len Dawson. Chiefs quarterback, Super Bowl winning quarterback, 87 years old. I saw the hospice care notice a couple weeks ago. So it was yeah. just a matter of him crossing the goal line. Yeah, that's that's heavy. I'll, I'll be honest. I get Len Dawson and um, Ken Stabler confused. You know, I think the lifestyle of quarterbacks of that era yeah. are, are such that you, if you're 87 that's and you play good. quarterback in that era, that is like – the normal person, 130. Totally. That's, they were smashing it's like in the head. Yeah. Kenny the Snake looked like he was 800 years old, and well, he was like playing. 52, yeah. 53. He, he died many years ago, and they were contemporaries. Yeah, and he was – yeah, he died young-ish. Yeah. Yeah. Now, somebody who died, he was 92, yeah. legendary Princeton – Backdoor cutting yes. coach Boring. Pete Carrill. Yeah. Let's keep the game around 40 points. Princeton hoops coach. I remember his big almost win was losing by one to Georgetown when he was a 16 seed. Yep. And that was like 1989. So when we saw this guy in like the Tyus Edney, yep. like uh, in that Edney era, that was, that was a full 30 years ago. Yeah. You wow. mean to tell me that dude was in his early 60s? Oh, I thought he was like He looked 85. like Yoda without the pointy ears. Yes. He was also, in his early 60s. Also, didn't dipshit Rex Chapman, who got a job somehow on TV because he has a lot of Twitter followers by reposting, stealing other people's content and having blue glasses. I believe in the uh, during the tournament this year, he classified or when they were discussing Pete Carroll, we also Pete Carrill, Pete, Pete Carroll, Carrill, Carrill, Pete Carrill. Carrill, I believe Carrill Pete, when discussing Pete Carrill, he spoke about him as though he had passed and it was, he had to be educated that he actually was still alive. <laughs> kind of, and, kind of like with you with Jeff Perlman, where you, you right. declared, uh, what's his name? Dead. Kevin, uh, Kevin, oh, the guy who went to the Giants and caught the barehanded yeah, ball. Yeah, he caught the barehanded ball. He had that yellow. I keep wanting to say Kevin McReynolds, but it's not Kevin him. Mitchell. He, Mitchell. He was traded for McReynolds, yes. who was who was a real bum. Kevin Mitchell. Well, look, look. The way Kevin Mitchell lived his life, you could expect that he'd be dead. Yes. Um, I have. So I just saw one more before we started the show. Okay. It's famed. Dallas Cowboys offensive coordinator Ernie oh. Zampezi. Yes. 86 years old. Wasn't wasn't there like everyone was trying to copy the Zampezi offense or something? Like he was he was yeah, a big I think deal. he was like it was it was Coriel and then Zampezi was or the Coriel. next. Yep. Coriel, I mean Coriel was doing what everyone does now. Yep. In the seventies. Yep. And then like I think the guys who branched off from him were like Joe Gibbs. And and Zampezi, yep. But I, everyone talks about Bill Walsh, but Coriel is the most influential football NFL coach. True. Now they throw it on every down. Yeah, that was yeah. Coriel. Yep, absolutely. He was Dan Fouts. Like right. Dan, like when we were kids, 
there would be games where quarterbacks threw 12 times, 11 times. And then like Dan Fouts would throw it 40 times. That's why you can't compare numbers because like Troy Aikman's a hall of famer. He won three Super Bowls, but he was, his numbers are, he didn't just didn't throw that much. Like he he had uh, Emmitt Smith in the backfield in that big offensive line. And they just run it down your throat and then, and then have the cocaine plane. and then have cocaine at the White House. Right, right. Who's the other? Alvin Harper. Throw it to those two guys. Yeah. So right after the, the, the Super Bowl run, uh, North Turner got hired That's right. by the Redskins. That's right. And they hired they 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 um, signed Alvin Harper as a free agent. I was like, man, this guy was awesome. Yeah. He had like five catches on the year. Yeah, because he had because he realized like (laughs) he was awesome for a reason. It was it was the same as they would always like John Taylor, whoever was on the other side of Jerry Rice would always have big numbers. And then then when they were a free agent, they'd go to another team and do nothing because they didn't have Jerry Rice on the other side of the field. Yeah. And there's one guy that somehow escaped the criticism. A little guy by the name of Scottie Pippen, who people (laughs) people love talking about how great he was. And it's like, oh. I kind of remember him without Michael Jordan. Yeah. Kind of different. <laughs> uh, yeah, I love it when you bash the Bulls. Um, uh, what else happened in the world? Of well, speaking of unfortunate former athletes that are still alive, Kurt Schilling. Yeah, he bashed the student debt relief uh, that just happened. Yeah. Um, but he he neglected to talk about when Thirty Eight Studios defrauded, I believe it was the state of Rhode Island Rhode for seventy five million dollars on yeah. a government loan. They invested in his video. They invested in Kurt Schilling's video game company. And the only thing that had been established was Kurt Schilling had an idea for a video game. Yeah. It wasn't even like, hey, you know, I've I've secured the rights yeah. for this. It was. No, no, no. I just, I love video games. I think I'm going to do something really well, good. So Kurt Schilling is a big World War II head. He's obsessed with World War II. So he it. like, he came up with like a janky Call of Duty yeah, type it, thing. Call of Duty already existed and it was better. Like his idea wasn't even as, as good as Call of Duty. He wanted to do like a poser Call of Duty. <sighs> he is the worst. Yeah, but he'll take, you know, he'll take the money from the state. It's just... He doesn't like. Yeah, there's a weird, there's a weird thing, like how the people are all up in arms about the student debt. Don't uh, relief. Don't have a problem with like the bank bailouts and like other things. It's weird how that works. The the, eight hundred billion dollars every year for the tax, the tax cuts, military spend. It's just they just have a problem with student debt relief. Yeah, it's nothing. Like it's a drop in the bucket. This is like when Jay Stu was mad at NASA. You know McSweeney's, the like the comedy site. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. The, I saw a good one where they're like, uh, it it was an essay about like I don't think there should be guardrails on the tiger pit at the zoo because I had to suffer by that's from right. a tiger yeah. attack. Yeah, don't help anybody because nobody helped me. Yeah, that's a that's a whole boomer thing. That's when that's when houses were thirty thousand dollars. Right. You get, you get a job at GM and you work there for your whole life. Like it's a different world. <laughs> Right. And you had, and also like, you know, people who fought in World War II had like my grandfather had the yeah. GI Bill. Yeah. Everything was paid for. It, you know, he certainly money. He, yeah. he fought in World War II, but then then he got he got a uh, you know free college education. They don't That's do right. that anymore. No. Um yep. BYU fans um were or you're a fan, but we yelled a whole bunch of 
racial slurs at a Duke volleyball player. And it just continued and nobody said anything until uh, there were complaints like way after the fact. <sighs> and now they've banned the fan for – now, yeah. this is a fan showing up at a women's volleyball, college volleyball yeah. event. Yeah, you took the words right out of my mouth. First of all, first first point I need to make I need to I need to be certain. Ed, you're saying this happened in Utah? <laughs> that's not the Utah I know. No, that's not the Utah I know. Secondly, that's what I that's what I was thinking also. Shouldn't this guy be suffering more punishment for attending volleyball? No. That's a, that's a watch it's, list situation, right? You you probably they put your name, they write your name down and then they keep an eye on you because you went to volleyball. But let's, let's assume just by the way it was described, let's assume there were more people in the crowd than him. Right. It's easy to if hear people. If you're, if you're sitting in a crowd yeah. and somebody's just dropping end bombs and, and like you go tell somebody, right? Yeah. You like, yeah. they just sat there. So like, they're, they are, they should all be banned. Anyone who just sat there and did nothing about it. Totally. There was, there was, um, locally, there was a high school game where one of the fans was speaking racial epithets about one of the players. I think he was kind of yelling it, but it wasn't loud enough that people knew, except that somebody was for the, for the team were, for the team that had the player that he was calling the racial slur, they were recording the game right next to the guy. So they oh. caught him on tape and it was a huge local scandal here. I don't understand how, where is it that it's okay to publicly use that kind of language? I don't I, like who would say that out loud, much less yell it. I mean, I guess the answer is Utah. Yeah, Utah, it's not Utah. a not a good look for Utah. No. And like and the Duke volleyball players said like, oh, well, the, the BYU players treated me with respect. But like, how is just the, everyone in general who allows that to go on? Like, you don't I, somebody says that next yeah. to me. Like, I am not a tough guy that I'm going to just start um, throwing fists for sure. But, but I'm going to like tell yeah, security. Hey, be like, fuck? this this person needs to go. Like, this is not okay. Like, yeah. it's it's was just. It, do we know? Was it was it the one hard R? Was oh, it, it had. I keep hearing repeated uh, racial slurs. That, I mean, gotta be the hard that's, R. Right? That's the hard R. Yeah, the hard R repeatedly. Yeah, it's got to be. That's and that's also crazy. getting that fired up over of women's volleyball yeah, match. I know. It's, I can't. I imagine BYU is pretty good at women's. Uh, I see. I disagree. I think I, oh. when I think of volleyball, I'm thinking the California schools. It's, well, it's, right? I, Do you think yeah. Utah is going to be like really good in that kind That's of sport? Point. That's a good point. It's, we all know that multiple gold medalist Misty May attended the Harvard of the West, Long Beach State University. And despite being, oh, but her, but her, her partner seems a little bit of a, I, I can't say for sure, but she, she gives us some hard R vibes. No, she, uh, what's her name? Misty May. She's, and she's a little, MAGA. She, no, she went to Stanford. Carrie Walsh. Yeah. I, I wasn't she MAGA. Didn't I? I don't did think I, so. I don't know. I she couldn't have been. She I thought I heard Maybe. some stories of, of like, you know, when she like, 
Misty May retired, and then she had to find a new partner. Right. And then there was like some. I th- I thought maybe Possibly. she might have gone yeah. MAGA, Could but happened. Could have happened. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, somebody from the California uh, University circuit, yeah. San Diego State. Yeah. Now, you knew something was wrong because the the Bills rookie punter was getting a lot of buzz in preseason for these like. 75 80 yard punts yeah Yeah. people were talking about a punter in preseason i believe he was drafted which is crazy why would you ever draft a punter you just get get some guys from the fucking rugby team or the soccer team to come over and you know see how good they are to to be a drafted punter you got to be a good ass punter it is crazy how many uh Australian, like how many rugby or yeah. Australian rules football yeah. guys now are just dominating well, the punting game? It. Yeah, they can boot it. Uh, so anyway, the rookie Bills punter, and I didn't even, I, I didn't even clip the story. I don't even know this guy's name, but anyway, he was the uh, he was accused of gang rape during yes. his junior season at San Diego State. Yes, and in the suit, he apparently told the woman she should probably get tested. But he, no, he's being and charged with a crime, right? I think it's a civil, oh, and then they're they're still talking about it. But I I have it. First of all, not good. No, and they cut the other punter, and they were uh, apprised of the situation like over a month ago. Yeah, and they now cut, they're punterless. And then they're like, you know, when there's backlash, then people are like, oh, all right, I, I guess we're gonna have to cut him. Um, but. I my theory on what went down and it's not a good look and I I I don't I will never understand uh group sex like it's just it I don't know Ooh, this sure. guy was having so the gang rape from what I understand it was an inebriated yeah. inebriated 17 year old who yeah. was like a senior in high school underage yeah now I've known high school girls that like hooked up with college guys, like sure. when I was in high school. So I can see the scenarios where that happened. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling when he told her she should probably get tested, that's what put this whole thing in motion. I mean, I don't know. You know, she says she was assaulted. I, it's always crazy to me when guys want to do a sexual assault, they can find other guys that want to do it with them. Yeah. You know, how is somebody not like, Hey, hey no. guys, leave like, her alone. This this is a bad look. Yeah. It, yeah, it's a bad deal. He's fucked. You know, I have no sympathy. Fuck Zero him. sympathy. Yeah. He can he can go. Uh, yeah. He can just hope he gets the. Uh, what was that guy's name? Brock Turner. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The Stanford guy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he, he's just got to hope he's got one of those judges. Yeah. Hey, we him. don't want to ruin the young man's life. Yeah, totally. Fuck him. Fuck him. Uh, South Carolina Gamecock mascot is getting a new nickname. And the mascot, formerly known as Sir Big Spur, will now be uh, known by whatever the results of a vote. And there's a Bodie McBoatface situation going on because the overwhelming leader at the time is Cock Commander. So I'm of two minds here. Because, like, well, of course, on the one hand, Cock Commander is amazing. It's a fantastic nickname. And I would root for that 10 times out of 10. Yes. And remember Old Miss, they had to get rid of Colonel Reb. Right. And, right. Like Colonel and, Reb was existed in like the 2010s. Like that's kind of <laughs> yeah. weird. 
And Remember it, when there was like the protest in South Carolina to um, get the remove the Confederate flag yeah, from the state house building? That yeah. was like six years ago. Yeah, that's crazy. So I obviously I'm anti Colonel Reb, and but then they had the chance to to make Admiral Akbar their their mascot, mascot and yeah. they punted, and now it's like the Bears or something. It's stupid, right? It's it's pretty lame. So I need to know: Has Sir Big Spur been unfairly canceled because Long Beach State's iconic prospector pete was labeled as a symbol oppression of oppression and now we're like the sharks or something like it's so so clearly um cockfighting is not a good thing sure but who thinks of cockfighting when they see when they see a real i'm saying i think i think that that could be the only reason why they're come on but why what's wrong with sir bigsburg that does that that doesn't sound like it anything no it's insane is it in the story let's look in the story here i'm gonna look the yeah because no, like look like sir Bigspur sounds fine no it's great george washington university like they were called the colonials and now they have, they've changed their name or they're going to change their name i get that you know there's these names these you could associate these things but nobody does um by the way, my yeah. my sister went to South Carolina for a year, oh. and uh, she hooked up I was, with um, who's that guy with the mullet, Steve, Steve Tannehill. Yeah, it was it was during that time, yeah. but I I I sadly don't think oh, she ever got together with him. Yeah. But I was I was like a sophomore in high school when this happened, yeah. and I was like, you need to bring me all the gear possible. So I had like. I had like seven different cock related t-shirts like the South Carolina scuba team, wet cocks go deeper. Like I had all these like, and then, and then I got to, and then like, I got it like a couple years older. I was like, what am I going to do with all this shit? It was like just vulgar t-shirts. It's great. No, I love it. You just got to hold on to that. It's probably worth money. You know, like, I know it, it it would be, but I was like heading off to college and I was like, I can't bring all this cock shit with me. No, me and my buddy Spence went to a flea market and sold all his like Slayer and Iron Maiden shirts Oof. back in the day. Cause he's like, I'm never going to wear these again. Now they're worth like $300. Yeah. Like this my, old metal. My, my son would, would pay top dollar. I, I mean, that's all, that's all, that's all he cares about too. Love it. And he'd be like, Hey, did you, uh, did you know that Dave Mustaine and I'll just give me these facts. I'm like, oh, yeah. I, you know, I, 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 I can't keep track it's, of all yeah, Dave Mustaine was kicked out of Metallica. He was, Wrote most right. of that first album with them. Right. Them all. Yeah, I mean, I, home on a I, I still appreciate all that stuff, but it's like amazing how, you know, stuff I was into 30 yeah. years ago. I'm back. I'm yeah, back. I mean, I'm, I'm in it now. Metal's not that back. I mean, I've, I really am stoked for your kid that he's into that. This yeah. is the Cox thing is such bullshit. The reason for this name change stems from an argument between the former and current owners of the live mascot. The naming rights agreement with the original owners has... Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill expired forcing the school to look elsewhere for a new name 
You know what this is, Ed? Why can't you just name like it's not like the person with the name Steve says nobody else is allowed to be named Steve. You could just be like, yeah, guess what? <laughs> We've got a new mascot with what, the same name. Right. Or you just spell it different. But so, these people own the name. This is like remember that asshole that was the uh that was the Minnesota Vikings? Oh yeah, Rag Ragnar. Ragnar. He like hit him up. He's like, look, you're going to have to, you know, I want 150 grand for coming to eight games. And they're like, hey, Ragnar, fuck off. <laughs> and now where's he? What, look, you're only worth as much as the guy across the street is willing to pay you. There is no across the street from being Ragnar. There's only one fucking Minnesota Vikings. There's only one Fireman Joe. Is that his name? Oh, my God. I, Fireman Ed. I had to Ed. sit next to this fucking bozo. Or not next to it, but like. Both called Ed. I was sitting in a section very close to where he would come down and do the JETS thing. Yeah. And he definitely thought he was the reason why people were there. Oh, yeah. He, like, really was soaking it up. He's like, oh, here I go. Here I go. And it's like, nobody gives a fuck about you, buddy. Yeah. So I got a buddy that's a, um, that's a Raider fan. And he would go to the, the – um, he would fly, up, he'd fly southwest up to Oakland every weekend that they were home. He had season tickets. And he knew like all the, what do they call that? The, where the, all the, uh, the spike guys, the yeah, guy spike. wearing. So he knew spike and he'd uh. be like, he, he knew he's like, Hey, what's up, Greg. And spike would be like, Hey man, it's spike. And he'd be like, okay, whatever, Greg. And he just keep calling him by his regular <laughs> name and get real pissed off. Cause he wanted to be spike. The, the death, the dark hole. No, the dark, the death, whatever. Something black hole. Black hole. That's it. Lame. Super Raiders lame. love the black hole. Um, here's something super lame. David Beckham says his wife, Victoria has eaten grilled fish and steamed vegetables every day since he has known her. It's weird when people are just into like one kind of food, but But, isn't that one of the great joys? Yeah. Different tastes. Today I had a pretty boring menu because, you know, I'm trying to save up for when I get a cheeseburger or something. You've been eating haggis for a month. (laughs) <laughs> but, yeah. but, uh, I mean, just to eat the same thing, that's, that means she's, she's just like food is fuel only. Yeah. Like she's, yeah, that's weird. she's not, aren't into food. there's no way she's like super excited to eat fish and steamed no. vegetables every day. Like you can't be every day. He's been with her for like a quarter century. Yeah. Also like maybe like grill those vegetables. Like I, Yes, steaming them constantly. I'll make salmon and I'll cut up a bunch of heads of broccoli and I'll just throw them on the grill. Put a little avocado oil, salt and pepper, throw them on the grill. They're nice. They're nice. They're like charred on the outside. I'm not saying a grilled fish and vegetables wouldn't be okay. But every day. Every day. So, I mean, here's here's a bigger question, Ed. That's got to (laughs) seep. Like, so it's my... My girlfriend, Shan, she's, she does hair, right? And she used to, she's from Cincinnati. She was telling me that she, when she was cutting hair in Cincinnati, she got hooked on to, there was a pro wrestling school. Yes. What do you mean? You have to go to school to learn how to wrestle, like to do suplexes and stuff. And she said, she said the guys (laughs) from the pro wrestling school would come in and she'd cut their hair. And she's like, but they all reeked like fish because they were they were trying to put on mass so they were all they were eating so much tuna that it was seeping uh, out the pores that's gross 
similarly, <laughs> similarly, I have a, I have my own story. If you're, if, if you're the aforementioned Cheyenne, you're in a relationship with me, go ahead and like hit the 30 seconds ahead button twice right now. <laughs> I'll give you a second. I'll give you a hit the button, hit the button. Good. <laughs> I used to date this girl who ate a lot of onions, Ed. Oh, I mean, I love onions, but yeah. what? Her pussy kind of smelled like onions. <laughs> it, didn't. it wasn't a bad smell. It wasn't an unhealthy smell. Just, but it's just like. <laughs> but I mean, I eat, I eat a onions. fair amount of onions. Like I'll put it. Like onions. I'll put it in eggs and stuff. But yeah. to smell like that, yeah, it's a lot of onions. It's a lot. I know. I didn't realize. Wow. But I'm like, what is that? What is that? And then I was like, and then she'd be like, oh, give me the burger with like raw onions. I'm like, oh, (laughs) fuck. Right. That's what that is. Wow. Yeah, I know. Um, A rugby player has been suspended eight games for sticking his hand, quote, between the buttocks of an opposing player. That's weird because it's a brutal game. Like. You know, like this I, I am assuming it's in the pileup. He goosed somebody, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's checked his oil. Is yeah. Look, it's a good thing. There's no referee. They, they need a referee with scuba gear or snuba to be under the water. at Those water polo matches. Oh, yeah. Anytime you see at the Olympics, you see yeah. the underwater cam and you're like, yeah. oh, this is not good. No, they're grabbing each other's dicks. They're pushing each other underwater. It's, you know, it's a rough game. It's. You don't want to know what goes on in the pilot. It's like it's like uh, sausage and laws. You don't want to see how it's made. No, no, you don't. But that reminds me of a story that people were sending me that this week about Australian rules football, which is it's kind of it's not really like rugby. It's you kick it through the thing every so, time. Yeah, so Play. I went. We were in uh, Melbourne. Yeah, you're like, you're a Magpies fan, Collingswood. That's right. Yeah, but. There was a guy like trying to explain the rules to me and I yeah. sat there and after like six, seven minutes, no. like rugby, there, there are intricacies. It's like football. Rules, yeah. rules football is pretty quick. It's like you essentially want to punt a Hail Mary that le- that will lead to a field goal. Yeah, exactly. That's right. Yeah, that's it. Like yeah. there's not other things to it. There's, that's kind of all it is. There's there's. It's fun. There's, it's fun to like go to a match. Yeah. And if you kick, if you kick it inside the outside posts, it's like two points or something. If you kick it inside the inside post, which is much more narrow, you get like three points. That's it. Yeah. That's it. And look, it's a small country. Also the field is oval. Why? Why is the field an oval? And it's massive because I remember there were seagulls yeah. just fully camped out at the other end. Yeah. No, and until, yeah, wasn't a until someone would run over there, but like it could be 15 minutes before it would be touched. Right. But these these Aussie guys are look, they're a different breed. They're from the bottom of the world. Right. They're from the, a massive, wild place that yeah, separated early from Pangea. So it's got its own. They fucking they got ruse. You know, like, why are there ruse? You know, there's more camels in Australia because they brought camels there to, for the mines or whatever. There's more camels in Australia than there are than there is in the Middle East. What? Yeah. Just living in the middle. So it's, wow. it's, a, it's a wild place with full, full of wild people. But this happened this week. Two professional, air quotes, professional Australian rules football players have landed themselves in hot water 
after having sex at a local pub. As reported by TMZ, the teammates who play for Glenn Waverly Football Club in Melbourne. Well, it's not it's not Collingwood in Melbourne, so no, this fuck must them. be this must be like the B this must be like the triple A's. Yeah. Were captured on video earlier this month engaging in oral sex at a public bar. During a day of heavy drinking, the pair made a bet with the loser having to perform oral sex on the winner in front of bar patrons. Look, I've welched on bets before. Ed. One time, one, one time I was working with a guy. One time I was working with a guy and we're, we're having, I regret this. I'll be honest. I regret this. We used to meet for coffee before work. Talk about how the night was. I work nights, and he he had like brought like some McDonald's or something. He was eating his food. We're having coffee, and he goes, he he, he's done, and he like packs up the whole bag of his shit, like packs it real tight because there's a trash can like thirty feet away. I like I said, I regret this. I regret <laughs> this. this is a mistake. <laughs> and he 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 pulls it back like he's gonna throw it and launch it and land it in the trash, and technically not a bet. So I'm not held to this. He said, he said, if I, he didn't say shit. I go, I'll give you five bucks if you make it. Uh, he, he, he fucking, he was like Steph Curry. He just like was looking the other way. And he just went, it was a far shot. It was unlikely that he was going to make it. He fucking sank that thing. I never gave him the five bucks. I'm embarrassed about that. Now, it, it wasn't, I'll suck your dick. Yes, yes, exactly. I should have given him the five bucks. Had I, had I said, hey, if you make the shot, I will suck your dick, I would not regret not paying the bet. That's a, that's a Welch that you, you're supposed to do. Happy to Welch on that. I, look, if I tell you I'm going to suck your dick, I'm saying it as a joke. Understood. There was, there was a whole Seinfeld episode where the guy's like, if I'm wrong, I have to buy you dinner. And Jerry's like, he's just doing this so he can get dates with you. Yeah, Kenny like, Banya. Oh, no, no. Kenny Banya is the one that Jerry owed a dinner and got soup. soup. Yeah. Soup's not a meal. That's not a meal. This is the meal. It's gold, Jerry. It's gold. Um, no, but yeah. I can't remember who it was, but Jerry was like, this is just an excuse so he can take you out. It's true. These dudes. Yeah. He wanted to suck his dick. Good point. All right. Yes. Like, that's all this is. During a day so with the loser having to perform all sex, the loser honored the bet and here's the real problem doing the deed as his teammates cheered him on according to rumors circulating online the wife of the player who performed the sex act on his teammate has left him since the footage went viral footage went viral now this is interesting because they're they're like in trouble with the league but what's I mean, what if they're disguised and like to suck each other's dicks? Like that's not. This didn't happen on the pitch. That's true. This happened happened in a bar. I mean, you're allowed to have a life outside the 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 sport. But they, you know, they don't. It's a it's a it's a uh, what do you? It's a macho society. (laughs) Somebody brought this up to me recently, but Crocodile Dundee was a movie as if you had dropped a chimpanzee off in New York yeah. city. Yeah. Like they, when, when we were kids, you watch that movie and you're like, 
oh my God, this Australian guy, how yeah, could he figure out? Like they speak the same language. Like it, it, yeah. <laughs> they're just no. treated like chimps. Right. Well, well, but then you say that and I agree with you. Cause look, True. he was a guy that just wore, he wore a vest with no shirt. So that was, you know, that's like, whoa, you, you know, big, you're not from around here. But then, big fan of Kozlowski and that that scene where she gets eaten by the You know, they, got, they were married in real life, Paul Hogan and her. And then didn't he commit some tax crimes? You know, this, that's everybody down there. Because what happens is they go back and look and they go, the tax laws change. And they go, hey, you owe me for 1987. And you're like, that wasn't the laws then. And they're like, too bad. <laughs> Just give us your passports. Look, I know people that this has happened to. The club is taking immediate action to address the serious breach of our culture. See? Uh, they, don't want, that? they don't want to be associated with gay. That's homophobia what, uh, against yeah. our culture. Yeah. Culture. That's that's code. My that's only code problem. Language. My only problem is the the like, oh, it's a bet. Like, there's no bet, that, bet. that I'm that I'm sucking at that bet. Look, I owe <laughs> I owe Robert Lee. Robert Lee, I owe you five bucks. If you're within the sound of my voice, I feel bad about that. I'll Venmo you. I should have paid you, and I didn't. I didn't think you'd make the shot. And also, I was pretty poor back then. But still, I could have given you five bucks. (laughs) Similarly, if I had offered to suck your dick, I would not be offering to recompense right now and suck your dick right now because I'm not doing that. You know, that was a joke. Obvious joke. Um, A a, a Utah girl beat... Uh, another uh, girl in a race and the angry Utah parents demanded to know the gender of the girl who beat their daughter because is surely this, is this a Castro Samania situation? Like, did they, I, did they I, I think they panel? wanted, I think they wanted that to be the case when it was really just a girl who is more athletic than the daughter, but right. You know, you can, you can usually tell. And it's like, especially in Utah, you know, there's, they all live in the same ward and they tithe to the same church and stuff. They, you would know if somebody switched genders, you know, but like the yeah. fact that. Yeah. The fact that they like even. Yeah. Entertain the thoughts of these people. Yeah. The school went back to kindergarten and she had always been female. Like they actually. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Like, they should just be like, shut the fuck up. Um, guess what? We don't care about you and your daughter can be banned from our sports. Yeah. If you're going to, what the was shit. the sport? And again, Utah, you know, I've been to Utah many times and there, is, I don't know what it is. There is a darkness there. I don't, you know, you just get that feeling when you go to a place and you're just like, there's, there's a, there's a pallor. Is that the word? Pallor. Yeah. That's one area. of those words Dark I've line. only read. And and I know what you're saying. Like I know the word, but I'm not sure how to. I think pallor, pallor, pallor. I think pallor. It Who just knows? says beat her in athletics. It, I, I assume it's. I assume that's track and field, right? Situation. The 400 meters, or the high jump, the Fosbury flop. I love. I love a good 400 hurdles. Oh yeah. I ran that in high school poorly. Yeah. But that was my that was my race and track. I believe the football coach said you either have to lift weights every day in the spring or do another sport. And I wasn't good enough at baseball to get any playing time. So I did track. I did the 400 hurdles. I believe that's what our dear friend um, 
Lolo Jones. She was a 400 meter or 200. Much like Lolo Jones, I was a virgin for most of high school. (laughs) (laughs) But it's stressful watching the hurdles because they eventually somebody crashes into one of those hurdles. I mean, one of the great early YouTube videos was the uh, the creep song while the girls kept falling on the hurdles. Yeah, they ran into like every hurdle, every and like everyone in the race. It was the world's worst hurdle race. Amazing. I love that shit. I love that shit. Uh, okay, let's do some. Let's catch up on some voicemails. He's so easy to hate. Your time he likes to waste. His calls are far from great. His calls are far from great. He's such a stupid fuck. He seems down on his luck. His voicemails really suck. His voicemails really suck. No one's enjoying him. He's so annoying. Plus so fucking boring. And worthless, but he's got nothing else to do. And he's even worse than ish, 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 ish. His thoughts are useless, shit, 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 shit. He's fat and got big tit, 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 tits. He's met well in Gardenia. Whoa, he's met well in Gardenia. So somebody messaged me this week and they're like, your voicemail's not working. As I discussed earlier and I see and now I go to the voicemail. And it looks like we have one, two, three, four, five voicemails this week. It's working. No, but it's only one, it's the same guy. It's the same guy oh, that yeah. couldn't get through the first. Oh, are four we going to hear the same message? No, because there are one's four seconds, one's eight seconds. One's I assume three it's seconds. not Manuel. No, it's not. It's so you you revealed on the last show or the one before, yeah, that he works the night shift, even it's though we're a second. podcast. Yeah, no, well, which, that's what he told Travis. He's not. But which confirms, yeah. it confirms that he never listens to our show. We can listen anytime. I mean, that's the thing with podcasts. It's like, a beautiful podcast. Yeah. You know how when I was in London, like, it still worked just in a different time than I usually would download it in the morning. No, it's great. You just, you have certain, I have certain podcasts I listen to when I'm driving. And I have certain podcasts I listen to, like, when I'm on a hike. And it's just, I, I place those things in that place in my life. Because I was, yeah, I was listening to you and Travis yeah. in the morning yeah. in London as I went for a run, but it was different than the morning in right. New Jersey. Right. But like, that's the thing. It still worked right. in a different morning. No, it does feel kind of different. You're like, wait, why am I hearing this? This isn't like, I don't have the right surroundings for this content because I, I usually hear it in a certain place. Yeah. Kind of weird how, how we get like conditioned for certain things at a certain time. Okay. I'm assuming this is just one. This is the same guy. It's the same phone number seven, two, which I've learned is the Denver area. Not telly because the guy who messaged me was not telly. Let's see who it is. Or not. Hold on. Oh, here we go. Working the buttons and back brain, Ted brain, Ted So listening to the new episode with Caleb, which, hey, it's a great show with him. He does a good job. My issue uh, yeah. is the the ball sucking going what? on of 
Oh, you guys are my favorite show. We don't yeah, cast just, triangles. You're yeah. the top listen podcast. And then oh, Kennard comes up. Yeah. I don't know who that is. Yeah. And then some um, movie review shit, the, um, the Wolfgang movie, uh, Outbreak. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I have to go back and listen to that one. Dude, do you listen to the fucking wow, show or not? Wow. Come on. So <laughs> that's funny. I don't think he said we were the top show he listens to, but he is a listener. For sure. And I was I was telling this to somebody else this week because Caleb was very familiar with Manuel and I was talking to somebody else about the show. And they're like, oh, yeah, that canard thing. And I'm like, well, canard, you would have to listen to very specific shows. Yeah, I Manuel's I, here every week. I, I heard I heard that. I mean, we over the years, not that long ago, yeah. we started interacting more with Caleb yeah. Um, I feel like it was like COVID, like probably like two years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we and, were on his show maybe like four years ago. And then okay. we were like, hey, he'd probably be a good guest. But, yeah. but that was probably like three years ago. So, yeah. But like, I think COVID time. I, I, I get the feeling he's he listens to more now. But yeah. but the canard, it was like a couple episodes yeah. that that kind of were everything and i'm i mean i i was in full agreement like i'm entertained by the discussion but it there are there are always holes in the story sure sure i look i was a bit of a rube i wanted to believe and i, I definitely believed after the first one i i i sort of believed the first one i didn't at all believe yeah. this. The second one seemed odd, but I mean, yeah. I could believe that there was some sort of credit card fraud. Like sure. that's not, I mean, sure. who knows? Yeah. I mean, that's, but the, the, the kicker was last week or whatever, when yeah. it was like, Hey, do you listen to this podcast? Wow. Like in a random city, no one's like, ever no. had that conversation. I've never, I've never talked to anybody about no. a podcast. No one's ever had that conversation. Maybe like Joe Rogan. Yeah. But like beyond that, I mean, it's like Howard Stern, Joe Rogan. Like there's, there's only a couple of things that people would know of. Universally. I'll tell you what, I don't, this will, you'll never be prepared for the time you're having a conversation with your son. And look, he's 17. He's, he's old enough. He can say words. It's fine. We're talking about the entertainment we like. And he's like, dad, do you ever listen to come town? <laughs> what? And I'm like, I, I've, I've heard of that show. Like I know it's New York comics. Like I, I know that that exists and I, and I, I, I appreciate it's probably funny cause you're recommending it to me, but it's tough for me to hear you yeah, say that word. That's a tough bridge to cross. Dad, you ever listen to Come Town? <laughs> I haven't heard it, but I, was, I would. Uh, okay, one email. First off, so glad to see her that, see her, see that my dear friend Eddie Van Daly made it back to the great state of Jersey safe and sound. You were in our prayers. I'm just glad you greased the right customs agent and made it back with the package intact. That what? being, I don't know. That being said, need some advice from you upstanding gents. I have a friend that I will call Vegemite 
to keep his identity secret. <laughs> anyway, my friend has an unhealthy hatred for a well-regarded and well-known TV chef. This guy has done nothing but good and is a national treasure. Is Veggie just jealous of the chef's success and secretly wants to have a passionate lovemaking sesh with him? It's the only thing I can think of that makes sense. How should I help my friend Veggie overcome his issue? That's from our friend LSU Lala. <laughs> he just wants to bring joy to the world. Yeah. He's a great guy. Our, our guy guy. He cooks for people. He wears cool shirts, flip flops. He'll wear flip flops in a fucking cold ass place too. It's like, dude. <laughs> yeah, they okay. make other shoes. types of shoes. Yeah, it's. I, hey, I see the cargo shorts. I know that's your look. Maybe get a pair of jeans. Throw them on. You right. know, you're in Alaska. It's cold as fuck. Um, when when he talks ill of our guy guy. I kind of feel like Chris Parnell in Anchorman. Why? Why would you say that about our city? Yeah, it's true. Yes. It's like, why? It's hard to believe. Why would you say that about Kai? It's hard to believe that anybody wouldn't like Kai. I don't, LSU, I don't know this friend you speak of. Vegemite. Vegemite. <laughs> Not a fan of Vegemite either. Never By goes the way, bad. It never goes bad. Vegemite is yeah. disgusting. Yeah. It's like um, it's like yeast. It's it's yeah. like hydrolyzed. It's like not even food. It is just a. It's just preservatives. It's like a it's gross like, paste to very put salty. on toast. Yeah, but it's one of those things that because it's put on every child's toast. Yep. yep. That they they're all nostalgic, and you're yep. like. Or when you get them outside of, of their country and they're like, oh, I can't go for Vegemite. And you're like, yeah. what? No. Disgusting. No, it's weird. It's super weird. Okay. Let's talk some not sports. Well, it's time. It's time for not sports. Not sports segment. segment. On the Baller Lifestyle Podcast. Not sports. Not sports. Not sports. Not sports. Not sports. I'm talking about the segment now. What's popping in the world of not? So it looks like a lot of people died this week. I'm going to go rapid fire, but first I got to start with the hammer. The one that hurts the most. R.I.P. to Joe E. Tata. Yeah. 85 years old. Yeah. Nat from Beverly Hills 90210. He ran the Peach Pit yep. and then somehow got convinced to open a nightclub. Peach Pit after dark. PPAD. Yep. Owned, co owned by different people at the time. Like Dylan had a role, yep. Valerie Malone, uh, Noah, who was the Dylan replacement, who was just brooding but didn't have the charm of yes. Luke Perry. Yes, the gravitas. Yeah, toss. like, yeah. but anyway, all right, P. Joey Tata, who they they paired him up, they gave him a storyline for a few episodes where he got married to this woman, Joni, and she had a kid, and the actress was like in her mid 50s, like, it didn't make sense. Like, Joni, I looked her up, she died like 17 or 19 years ago, yeah, and 
They but, she had the kid in one episode, and then the, you never saw her again. They pulled a Chuck Cunningham on her. Joey Tata was fifty five back then. Like he's that was thirty years right. ago, and he died at eighty five. Right. It was, it was just so weird. Like I understand when a show's going on a long time, they have to come up with storylines. But there wasn't one viewer of that show that was like, you know, I'd like the fry cook to have a family situation. Yeah, he's yeah, he didn't need more work. Right. He was just like the wise sage for four minutes an episode. He served pie to children, teenagers, <laughs> teens. Hey, teens, come have some pie. Yeah. I'm Joey Tata. I'm Nat. Weird. Over here at the Peach Pit. Yeah. All right. Pete uh, Nat, though. Very sad. Um, I, I actually got a uh, an RIP just uh, uh, right before the show. Oh, I think it might Sopranos. be Sopranos. Yes. Robert, he, uh, Dr. Cusimano. Dr. Cusimano. He's the guy who referred Tony to Dr. Melfi. He was yeah. the next door neighbor or a neighbor. I don't know if it was next door neighbor. It was next door. Yeah, next door. He was the physician who was friends with Dr. Melfi. Yeah. Um, also, IRL, Patty Lupone's brother. She's like famous for yelling at people in the audience she's all the a, time. She's a big Broadway star, but also, come on, Ed. She was the mom on Life Goes On. Yeah, she was Corgi Thatcher's mom. That's right. All right, and, also And the original Evita, I believe. Pancreatic cancer. That's the one you don't want. That's the one that goes quick. Yeah, because they don't they can't find it till it's too late. That's 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 what got that's our guy. Awful. That's what got our guy Patrick Swayze. Awful. Yeah. No um RP Jerry Allison, the drummer and songwriter with uh, Buddy Holly and the Crickets. He wrote Peggy Sue and That'll Be the Day, 82 yep. years old. Yep. Uh, RIP Virginia Patton, the last surviving adult from It's a Wonderful Life. She was 97. Good it. run. Mm-hmm. She, we might have to do that as our yeah. Christmas episode. It might yeah. be a, a good watch. Um, but yeah, you're, you, if we do that, you're going to find that she plays a, uh, a role in revealing his brother to be a real piece of shit. Oh, okay. Um, she was the brother's wife. Um, R.I.P. Lamont Dozer, who was a Grammy winner, Motown legend. This dude's writing is amazing. He wrote, Baby Love, Where Did I Love Go? You Can't Hurry Love, Reach Out, I'll Be There, How Sweet It Is to Be Loved by You, Sugar Pie Honey Bunch, You Keep Me Hanging On, and many more, 81 years old. Did some? Did a couple Jewish guys put their names on the songs, though, and get all his royalties, or no? You know what? I actually, I, I... Actually, did you know when it was Elvis's birthday the other day? Yeah. And there was a whole somebody. I wrote this. I, I read this whole thing. Two Jewish guys wrote most of Elvis's stuff, and right. when, and the cultural appropriation police were like, he stole that from black people, and it was like the Jewish guys wrote Hound Dog and some of these things, and yes. There were people that were there were artists that were ripped off by the studios and nobody's arguing that Elvis Elvis didn't rip off the black people. He he just took songs that were written by these Jewish guys and did his own version. Elvis never wrote a song much like Britney Spears. He didn't didn't write a song, but like, Yeah. yeah, like it studio executives were the problem, but like 
Elvis wasn't wasn't making a choice to rip off black people. He was just recording songs. That was his culture. He was he was from Mississippi. He was he poor. Went to black churches. He was poor. Like he was around black people because he was poor. That's why. In the in Mississippi and yeah, Memphis. Tupelo, Tupelo Miss. Yeah. Uh, who else? Uh, different world actress Mary Alice, eighty five years old. No clue. Oh wait, she, she was like, the gray they, hair. Yeah, but uh, he's a professor. Uh, different world was pretty cool because Bill Cosby didn't like Lisa Bonet getting naked in Angel Heart. Yeah, uh, because she was she was really a bad influence on yeah. everybody. This even Bill Cosby. Dif- different world was one of those shows that you never liked. You no, not once. actively disliked, and yet you watched every episode. I watched 65 of those episodes and never it liked just, it. It was just there. Yep. Uh, Raymond Briggs, children's author, wrote The Snowman, 88 years old. Um, R.I.P. David McCullough, famous, famous biographer, 89 years old. He wrote, like, I think the John Adams book. Ben he Franklin. Wrote- yeah, he he wrote like all the like the famous old books. These fucking books are like, how do you research like that? You gotta go. Like, remember when they tried to cancel Doris Kearns Goodwin because she was like, oh, she she, she plagiarized like one line of a Ben Franklin like, thing. There's so many thousands of texts that they, like these aren't new human beings. They've been written about before, and the the only way to properly write about them is read everything that's already been written about them. It's like I can't imagine. The McCullough, amount of work that goes into that. McCullough read uh, John Adams' letters to his wife. Yeah. I mean, that's got to be the worst thing in the world, reading all oh, that shit. I know. They talk so weird back then. Very weird. Also, uh, Bob, no. Paul Giamatti played him in the TV movie that was yeah. pretty good. But his daughter had breast cancer, and they took, like cut off her boob like right on the show i was like oh, i didn't need that i didn't need yeah. that. it was also, a tough watch but also, i, I watched his, most of it I think. yeah it was good also what about his son john quincy i believe his wife was laura linney in that yes meg adams she was abigail adams what what about his son john quincy adams being the sixth president that's kind of yeah weird. yeah and he wasn't he was there was a, a shady i mean back then like yeah. the president was chosen in like the smoke filled room there was no election Nope. And there was some shady things that everybody threw their weight at the la- the eleventh hour to get him in there, so they never liked him. But he was like a better statesman as an ex president than right. he was a terrible president. I think all he did was play pool and swim naked in the Potomac. But how about how about the guy that came number seven though, like six? Uh, Andrew he, Jackson, six is bad. Six is bad. How about <laughs> yeah. seven? Then trail of tears happened. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. Somebody yeah. is hashtag back. It's fucking back. Johnny Depp was really excited to play the MTV Moon Man at the VMAs last night. Wow. So they still do that? The VMAs? Uh, yes, they do. <laughs> There's not videos anymore, John. Like, um, also, also, like the kids that supposedly are like are watching Machine Gun Kelly. They don't know who the fuck you are. You're in your late fifties. You're almost sixty. I I believe I I played uh, a contemporary of Machine Gun Kelly in the movie Public Enemies. I was uh, Derringer. Oh, that's the no, it's not. Oh yeah, the real yes, the real the Machine 30s, Gun. The thirties, the yes, thirties, yes. gangster. Oh no, that looked horrible. That was a horrible. That couldn't have been good. 
Oh, it was a great movie. Um, but, um, you know, uh, when, when I, when I get into my, my roles, I, I, I need my motivation. And so, uh, you know, I found plugs in my bed a couple of years yes, ago. That's true. That's and true. I, I said, uh, Elon Musk. what Elon does Musk. this guy have? Is it space? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So then I took the role of Moon Man and MTV Moon Man because I'm going to space as well. Did you did you drive did you drive Elon Musk's Tesla Roadster to space that he launched out there? I uh yeah, yeah I I uh procured my own vomit comet. I I've been doing training. Oh uh-huh. I've been working in zero gravity ever ever since the trial. Interesting. Did you did you, how did you launch yourself into space? Did you, did you use the cannon that you paid $3 million for, for to launch, to shoot no. Hunter S. Thompson's ashes out of, did you shoot yourself like a, you know, the human cannonball from the circus? Did you, is that how yes. you trained? Yes. I, um, I, um, rewatched, uh, my old, uh, Hunter S. Thompson videos and oh. felt inspired and, uh, I dipped my floor mats in ether. Oh, and, yes. Uh, he liked that. Yeah, he put it up his nose. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, I drove to the cannon and then shot myself into space. And uh, here I am, Moon Man. Dude, now, who lit the cannon? Was it? I know you I know you have issues with Richard Grieco. Was it? Did you invite Harry Aoki over to come or was it? Um, he, he hasn't He no, hasn't been taking no, my calls. It's, it's, it's Peter DeLuise. Peter DeLuise, yeah. He's, yeah. He lit the thing. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, yeah. I'm glad you, I'm glad you're back. I don't know if I'm the back. kids knew. I don't know if the kids knew that was on TV. But yeah, I'm, I'm I am. Happy you. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm familiar with MTV, um, but I'm not familiar with any videos over the last 25 years oh, or so. You were, you were in that. You were in that great Tom Petty video. R.I.P. Tom Petty into the great wide open. Um, so what was your experience there? I, uh, the last video I remember watching was uh, masturbating heavily to uh, Wicked Wicked Games. Oh yeah, uh, Helena Chris Johnson. Yes. Yeah, she. Um, yes, that, no, that's a good video. What about the? Did you? What was the deal with that video? Remember, Billy Idol. Rock he, the cradle of love. Rock the cradle of love. And now look, I was I was at the time a underage i was not i hadn't matured into a man yet so when i when i was watching the cradle of love get rocked i was like oh yeah i'm pretty into this chick like but the whole video was about an adult being tempted by an underage girl that wanted to play a tape in his apartment how how did you feel about that it was it was a fun time to be alive because aerosmith then copied it and had a bunch of those videos as well yes involving their own daughter and Yes. Alicia Silverstone. Yes. Fantastic. Well, yeah. haven't heard from her in a while. Maybe, maybe we'll later. Uh, Johnny Depp, ladies and gentlemen. Adieu. Thanks for joining us, Johnny Depp. Ed, are you back? Yeah, I'm back. Um, and it, it was weird. I, I saw some headlines. I honestly, and you know, the old joke about they don't play videos. I, I didn't think that that actually existed. Same. I thought they did. It's they crazy. do like a movie thing. They do like a fake Oscars. I didn't realize they still did the VMAs. Yeah, because I mean, I I get that the channel has evolved, but like I I didn't even know that they would spend studios no. or anyone would spend no. money on videos. Yeah, no, it's crazy. 
No one plays live anymore. I can only imagine what the performances are like. Um, a Florida man was shot dead after claim, climbing into a stranger's bed with a machete whispering, I love you. Now, was Ed, <laughs> Klaus? Before, we pass, before we pass judgment, do we know if he was standing his ground? Oh, that's true. We should always pay attention to the stand your ground. I was thinking less Florida man and more climbing into a stranger's bed. I was looking to see if Klaus. the Florida man's Klaus. name Klaus. was Klaus. Denmark. That, happen, that happens a lot in Copenhagen. Because no, I, I've woken up with yes. a naked Danish yes. man. But that it seems is. that's not the guy. You're not the first person I know that has a story like that. Here's a question. This is something that I thought of when I saw this. Like, how many machetes have you seen in your life? So I've seen one. Yeah, because you used to work, you used to do landscaping. No, oh. no. My my grandfather that I talked about, the GI Bill guy, he kept his machete. He had, uh, he was in Japan and they used machetes oh, the to Pacific. like clear, clear yeah. in the Pacific. Pacific and Peter. he brought it home with him. Yeah. And so... I would ask my grandfather, can I see the machete? Because yeah. like when you're a kid, you hear of machetes. But that machete. that was like a crazy one-off thing. Like in Florida, that's just something people have. Yeah, like you, you remember. They trade, Jack, they trade Jack, the carburetor for a machete. Right, exactly. Jack T. Colton in Romancing the Stone, he, but he's hacking his way through the jungle looking for treasure. Like yes. he's, he's got a machete. Me, meanwhile, these guys in Florida – they got, they got, here's the things they got. They got um, jet ski parts. parts. Yep. They have exotic reptiles. Bath they salts. Have, they, oh, good call. Yes. Bath salts. And they have, um, they have instruments. They have um, weapons, uh, weapons of, of gnarly death. And they're just they're all at the same house. You know, they're like. I got an AK-47. I got a machete. You know, you like, think it's spin a wheel like a. Yeah. Yeah. And I got, I, got, I got Sea-Doo parts and I got fucking Eagles CDs. And it's like, this is, hey, I'm, uh, and, and, you know, it's a mobile home. Like I can, I can move this house to the park down the street if I need to. No problem. This is um, every day in Florida. I mean, it's enough Florida. Like you don't always have to be. Yeah. Peak Florida, yeah. With every week, Florida, yeah. Um, you might want to usher the kids out of the room. Houston Hooters waitress caught dipping hot wings in her vagina. Wow. So now, yeah. Well, I was just thinking, like, I understand people doing spiteful, awful things. Yeah, but. This seems like a real punishment on the person committing the crime here. Herself, because like this camp, I, I had wings yesterday. They burn. They burn. And it burned my fingers. Yeah. Yep. It'll, it'll burn you. Burn you. Jeez. It'll burn you. So, because I follow mug shotties on Instagram, <laughs> which is, as you can picture, it's. Mug shots of attractive women. I learned that this story is not, in fact, true. Oh, she was she was arrested, but it was for like something regular, like domestic violence, or like she got a fight with somebody. She was not actually putting wings in her vagina, which 
it's kind of a bummer. Like this, they, that could only improve the Hooters wings, right? Like, yeah, they're not, yeah. they're not really made with care. Also, there's still Hooters. Not where so, I live. There is one. It, I, there's still one in Midtown Manhattan. Really? Like, but in the, the same, but in the same way that there's a Bubba Gump Shrimp Factory, right? right. Like for tourists, there's this one area that nobody goes that yeah. would want to be there. Right. Tourists go there, right? Because so, it's familiar to them. They're like, oh, we know Hooters, right? Let's go get some so, grouper sandwich. So I I do believe there's one not far from the garden, but like that's it's its own thing. It's not it's not a it's not something that anyone I know like just goes to Hooters in Midtown Manhattan. There's one in the in the far outside parking lot of I don't know if it's still there. I think I assume it is on Ball Road in Anaheim on in the far outside parking lot of. Anaheim Stadium, which is a place I suggest no one ever goes. It's a hellhole. But our friend friend of the show, John in Fullerton, who's has a period fetish. He likes, to, <laughs> he likes to have sex with women during their menstrual cycle. He likes to brag about all the threesomes he's had. He and this is this is rightly something to be proud of. He impregnated Mrs. John of Fullerton in the parking lot of that Hooters. Wow. One of his children was conceived in a Hooters parking lot. Hey fam, there's still a lot more of this episode to hear, but it's only available to our bonus content subscribers. Click the link in the show notes or go to theballerlifestyle.com and subscribe so you never miss a minute of the show. Brothers, grow with some movies and shows and others. Top podcast, man, no one is above us. Five star, even the haters will love us. And we're not trying to talk politics a lot. We'd much rather talk about dicks a lot. Shit's so hot, man, you know the shit's on top. Top podcast, man, it really hits the spot. Listen up, you players and shot callers. TBLS, the lifestyle's baller. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.